Well, when they needed to take a big step forward, the Dallas Stars end up taking a few big steps backwards. On today's show, we'll give you a full breakdown of last night's disastrous loss to the Montreal Canadiens. Talk about the special teams that went wrong for the Stars. Talk about the whole coaching situation and how Rick Bonus's days may be numbered here in Dallas. And talk about how this team needs to respond now looking to play their next four games on the road against Eastern Conference foes. All of this coming up on a midweek edition of Locked on Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, and you are locked on at the Dallas Stars on this Wednesday, January 19th, getting toward the end of the first month of 2022. How about that, folks? Time is flying by, uh, as seems to be the case as always these days, especially in my life. Uh, and it seems like last night, uh, the loss that the Dallas Stars took at the hands of the Montreal Canadiens, the night could not come to an end quick enough for myself. Uh, it's one thing to lose a game, but to lose just the way they did. Uh, just losing control of things as the game goes on and kind of a weird scrappy third period between the two teams. We saw a couple of ejections. Tyler Sagan gets bumped in the head. Uh, just an all around very, very weird game, but ultimately resulting in the Stars losing five to three to the Montreal Canadiens, who before this game had only seven wins on the season, playing the second night of a back to back. Whereas, you know, on, on Monday, they lost to the Arizona Coyotes by a score of five to two. So not a good look for the Dallas Stars crucially needing two points, especially on a night where Nashville lost to Vancouver, Winnipeg lost in overtime to Washington, would have helped the Stars maybe gain just a little bit of ground, not too much ground, uh, but you know, any all the points that they can get at this point is beneficial this season as they look to continue to push towards at least a bottom playoff spot, uh, but shooting themselves in the foot continually as we talk about on today's show. But before we get into breaking down this game as a whole, do want to take a moment and say thank you for stopping by today's episode of Locked on Stars. Whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe to and follow the Locked on Stars podcast wherever you find your podcast at, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform. The show is always 100% free no matter where you listen or how you listen. And also be sure to rate and review or drop a like if you like what you hear. But without any further hesitation, let's get right into breaking this game down, giving you some of my thoughts and my takes as well as some post-game sound bites from guys like Tyler Sagan, Ryan Suter, Jake Ottinger, and Coach Rick Bonus. But I think the biggest takeaway from this game has to come down to special teams. The Stars have had one of the best power plays in the National Hockey League this season. Uh, you know, been consistently been in the top five, sometimes even top three, at some stretches of the season, of course, there's always games where the the power play, you know, is a little bit run down and maybe not running at its most efficient level. And I think especially having to readjust to guys like Kurianov working their way back into the lineup last night, it, you know, you might not have expected it to be firing on all cylinders, but especially against this Habs team who 32nd in the NHL as far as standings. I mean, giving up just a lot of goals to a lot of different teams seems like a recipe for the Stars to really take advantage on the power play, but they really just didn't. Uh, especially early in the game when it mattered most. They had, I think, two opportunities 
maybe only one opportunity in the first period, but still early on in the game, had a plethora of opportunities on the power play. In each of their earlier power plays, it seems like they built a little bit of traction about the first 30 seconds, and then things just fell apart the last minute and a half or so of those man advantages. And that's just not going to be a winning recipe for the Stars, including I believe it was their third power play. Uh, or it was the third goal of the game for the Habs, so maybe that's what I'm thinking. But they even give up a shorthanded goal to Montreal on a power play that puts, like I said, puts the Habs up 3-1 to one, uh, after some pretty crushing blows as far as some some weird review play calls like Michael Roffle's shorthanded goal, which the penalty kill was kind of a disaster in its own right. And, you know, we, we had, uh, you know, coach comment, coach bonus commented on the penalty kill talking about how, you know, the players seem to be doing a lot of things right about the first minute and a half. And then, you know, I, I think uh, Montreal scored their one power play goal of the night in the last 11 seconds of the man advantage. I believe their first power play of the game. And, and so it's just one of those things where you applaud the players for kind of doing their job correctly throughout, you know, the early stages of the power play. But you just have to be able to find a way to finish and have to find a way to close it out consistently. Uh, and, and I mean, yeah, just a frustrating pill to swallow. The Stars typically pretty good on special teams. The penalty kill has been pretty disastrous coming out of the COVID hiatus. Definitely not a strong suit of the team, but still, uh, I feel like most games that you look at the goals they give up on, you know, the PK, uh, it's a lot of times they're not giving them up super early on the power play outside of a few instances. It seems like they're hanging tight for a little bit, but then things just kind of fall apart at the end, which is really worst case scenario because you allow the opposition to burn almost two minutes of game clock with the man advantage. Uh, it's almost like if you're going to give up a power play goal, better to give it up early on where at least you have your fifth guy back out on the ice and you have an extra two minutes or so to kind of get things back into gear. Letting the other team score late into their power play possession just hurts on a whole other level outside of letting the other team score. You also let them burn two crucial minutes that you could use to be climbing back into the game. But let's take a moment and just hear uh, what bonus had to say about the power play as well as defenseman Ryan Suter. Yeah, I didn't like the power play at all. I you know, they got one at the end, six on four, but that's not uh, that power play. We have to do a lot, lot better than that. That's the game we've given up a key. It's a two-one game when we give up a shorty. Like that's just uh, that's that's shooting yourself in the foot. That's as simple as that. Power play has to be a whole lot better than that. Like a lot better. Well, I thought uh, there were a couple of plays. I thought we were going through the neutral zone. Um, Miro is such a good skater. Um, I think Denny had one he could have been in on. Uh, they kind of haul us down. But um, once we got in, I thought we were moving it well. We were, we were making plays. Um, guys were guys were uh, pretty poised with the puck. Um, you know, we got one there at the end. Obviously, it would have been nice to get one in the second period. We had a couple of really good looks. Um, but like I said, the, the power plays the same as, as five on five. You have to bear down. You have to focus. And you know, you know, simplify, um, get set up, and then just simplify it by the uh, power play. Yeah, I think Bones said it really well by saying that this Stars team was shooting themselves in the foot, uh, just hurting themselves a lot with some sloppy turnovers in the neutral zone, in their own zone. It feels like, especially early in the game, the Stars were dominating, you know, time of possession, time on attack. Felt like most of the game was being played on the offensive end of the ice for the Stars. And then whenever Montreal was getting their chances, they were just executing when they did have those few opportunities. I know the Stars outshot the Canadians by a massive margin in this game. I think the Stars had like 51 shots on goal. Montreal was somewhere in like the mid-20s. Uh, just an absolutely outrageous stat. The Stars certainly had a good amount of opportunities, an array of opportunities, especially near the end of the game. They were just piling up shots, shot after shot after shot. But really nothing was going in. Several shots bounced off the crossbar. 
And this game was just very reminiscent of what the Stars kind of looked like early in the season where the special teams were struggling. The offense was getting good looks but couldn't quite execute. The defense was kind of holding the team together, but then they ultimately collapsed. I did make a comment that, that, that last night's loss stung more than both of the Ottawa losses combined, and I stick to that. I think this is a, a new low point for the Stars, just given the way that this game unfolded. Because uh, And even Scott Matla of Locked On Canadians said yesterday, uh, talking about this Habs team and their struggles this season, you know, it's one thing to lose games, uh, but as long as you can, you know, you don't have to question the effort or the heart of the team. And I don't think you can do that with the Stars team. I don't think you can say that they didn't want to win this game or they weren't trying because I think they did have a good amount of opportunities. They were just getting unlucky with the puck not going in the back of the net. And it's just, you know, you want to be able to accept this defeat and just kind of roll with the punches. And it's, it's just as someone who's watched this team as much as I have, and I'm sure many of you listening as well have watched just about every game the Stars have played this season, we're just seeing too much of the same thing. And, and it's almost just kind of like a scripted routine at this point, especially against these below average to bottom tier teams, as we don't know what Stars team we're going to get. And, you know, we've been saying the past week, good teams went at home, great teams went on the road, great teams also dominate opposition that they should be and the stars have shown that they can be a really good team on good nights and especially with whenever their special teams are buzzing and playing at a top tier level but we just weren't seeing that from the stars in last night's matchup and i think that ultimately cost them the game cost them two crucial points now going on the road where they've just been absolutely disastrous uh and i don't i things look bleak right now that, that that's just the way to say it uh optimism kind of fading from uh, you know, my vision of this team so far this season after last night's matchup. Uh, I know guys like Suter and, and Ryan Suter, I will say, seemed very, very poised at, in his postgame presser. Ottinger and Sagan a little bit defeated. Sagan, just not a whole lot of words to say. Ottinger a little bit rattled. He did get pulled in the third period. And Braden Holtby did come in in relief of him. Ottinger had has had a few tough outings in his last game in Florida against the Panthers. And then, of course, last night against the Habs in Dallas. And yeah, certainly, you know, worth noting that he's kind of had a good start to his career. And this is maybe the first time that we've seen some bumps in the road for him. Um, but Ryan Suter, very, 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 very poised and talking about how you can't really, you know, hang your head too low and you just got to keep moving on and roll with the punches and move on to the next game. And so it's going to be interesting to see how the team responds and ultimately, you know, just how this organization responds as a whole, because as we're going to talk about in a second, maybe some changes are coming sooner rather than later. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your New Year's resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars which can be chalky, waxy, or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By like week three of your resolution, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate in my life? Well, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. You can go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order at Built.com. Moving on to the next segment of today's episode of Locked on Stars. Uh, I want to take a moment and talk about just the state of Rick Bonus now. I feel like it's a, a topic of discussion recently among Stars fans on social media and something that we've hit on several times throughout this season 
And I will admit to being a guy who early on in the season was was a Rick Bonus apologist, if you will. Um, a guy who wanted to hold out and have optimism saying, hey, this guy took this Stars team to the Stanley Cup two years ago uh, against all odds. You know, he had this team playing for a playoff spot late into last season, despite injuries, despite COVID, despite snowstorms canceling games for the Stars team. But now it just seems like his days are slowly, slowly starting to be numbered. And even as I'm recording this late on Tuesday night, there's part of me that's just going to be watching my phone uh, for very, very closely over the next several days. Uh, I still, there's a part of me that still doesn't think that we see a coach firing midseason, but I feel like after a game last night, it's definitely something that's at least on my radar. And I feel like on a lot of Stars fans' radar as well. And I know several Stars fans have been calling for bonus to be fired from the, since the beginning of the season, basically. And now those talks are certainly starting to gain a lot more traction. And at least in my eyes, starting to gain a lot more credibility. And it's almost, it's just at the point now where something has to give. And you can only blame the players and the way that they play for so long. Cause I don't think a whole lot of last night can be pegged on the performance of the players. Did some of the guys make mistakes? Absolutely. Some guys made some sloppy turnovers that led to the Canadians getting some goals, ultimately costing the game. You can't just say the players played a perfect game, but there's just so many times where there's, just, and we talked about it on Monday's show, just no real accountability from bonus or his coaching staff. You know, he talked a lot about, poor puck management in his post-game presser, really nothing to do with the structure of the game plan or how the game was being played. And, and at that, you just can't make that excuse too much more this season, especially after a game like that. I mean, it shouldn't really matter what kind of structure or system you're running in a game against the seven-win Montreal Canadiens. With the talent you have on the Stars roster, sure, you're down Jason Robertson, but you still have Rupe Hintz, you still have Joe Pavelski, you still have Tyler Sagan, who found the back of the net, Jacob Peterson, Denis Gurionov, who's limited, but still played a pretty good game overall. Guys that know what they're doing, Essa Lindell, just to name another, another name, his 400th career game. Just all around, you know, you have the talent to not only compete with a team like Montreal, but blow them out of the water on a good night. And just again, to really see no lack to see a lack of accountability from bonus after this game. It's just another really infuriating thing to see. And even he seemed a little bit rattled, shaken up, which I'm just sure he is. Uh, and I, I, it just doesn't seem like there's really the proper adjustments being made for this team. And, and, you know, normally I would have some more sound bites here, but you know, Tyler Sagan asked in his post game presser, uh, you know, if he if he thinks Coach Bonus still has the attention of the locker room and the locker room is still buying in, and Tyler just said, "Yeah," not even going to play an audio clip there. Literally the word "Yeah," which I feel like that's how you answer that question as an athlete, no matter what sport you're in. You don't want to speak too much into it, say the wrong thing, or lead you know the media to peg even more questions and everything built in speculation. Uh, I, I understand his answer there, but also at the same time, if you're bought into what you know the coach is saying and you think that this is the guy that should be leading your locker room, as a guy like Sagan who's been with this team for as long as he has and means as much to this organization and fan base you know, as he has, debatably one of the most iconic guys to wear the Dallas Stars jersey since the start of the franchise, basically, uh, you know, I feel like there would be a little bit more uh, you know, expansion uh, on his defense of his coach and, and there just really wasn't that and even you know you asked coach bonus uh, there was a, a question asked him same thing if he thinks that he has the control of the locker room and he just says yes does he have controls of his players and he says yes I, again i understand why he answers that question in that way but it's does he i i, I just can't imagine that he has too much of that locker room bought in to the idea that this team can make the postseason and make a postseason run. I just don't envision it happening, especially now just with 
with this loss to the Canadians and loss like to the Florida Panthers. I mean, I can understand losing to a team like Florida because they're a fantastic team, likely going to be in the Stanley Cup final this season. But just to see the way they lost, to kind of see, you know, the, the lack of response against Tampa Bay, we did see some good things in that Tampa game, but ultimately not the right adjustments to get the Stars back on track. I just feel like we're running out of time to get things back on track for this season. But now we're kind of at the point where we can't really tank and get a really, really good draft pick like Montreal or Arizona teams like that. We're going to be stuck in the middle of the pack. The stars find themselves in such a weird predicament. And it's just hard for me to believe that that locker room fully is supporting Rick bonus and that they're able to buy in 100% to what he's saying. And so I can't put myself on record, you know, to say fire him right now. This is the solution, but it's getting more to the point where I'm starting to think that that is certainly an option worth exploring and at least see what might happen if some if a change like that is made, because the way things are right now, uh, it doesn't look like the stars are going to be turning things around anytime soon. And, you know, you hear the phrase all the time, but if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, something is broke and something needs to be fixed. And it's hard to really point fingers at you know, any one player or group of players that's bringing down the play of the team. Because again, there was mistakes, there were some sloppy errors, but overall, I think the team as a whole put forth a pretty good effort, especially at the end. There was a lot of fight, especially after the weird debacles, scuffles with uh, Sagan getting penalized, even though he got hit in the head. Um, but the ejection, uh, you know, Montreal players, I think Jamie Ben even got ejected after all, all that. I saw him head down the tunnel. Uh, just a weird mess there, but, you know, still a lot of fight. They, they, Joe Pavelski scores that third goal of the game. With two minutes left, I mean, getting the power play goal, making the game look a little less ugly. You know, you never really saw a quit from the Stars team. They continued to put shots on net late into the game, even down to the last second. And so something has to give, and I don't think that there's really a single player that you can point to, and you have to look towards the coaching staff. And so going to be a very, very interesting storyline to follow uh, uh, over this next week and even, you know, into the weekend as the Stars play these next four games on the road. Today's episode is brought to you by betonline.ag. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march towards the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the sport, the best sports wagering action for 2022. A new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website is where you can sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. And to close out today's episode of Locked on Stars, I want to take a moment and just talk about how this team needs to respond going into this aforementioned four-game road trip. They're going to be playing the Buffalo Sabres. They're going to be playing the Philadelphia Flyers, the New Jersey Devils, uh, and the Detroit Red Wings. I, I may have gotten the order a little bit mixed up there, but those are the four teams that they will be playing in their next four matchups, all of them away from home, all of them against Eastern Conference opponents. Some teams on paper like Buffalo and Philadelphia and even New Jersey that they should be better than, uh, but we've seen what happens when the Stars are expected to beat their opposition. But... Got to hear from a lot of guys on this roster about, you know, the game last night and how it affects them moving forward, including guys like Tyler Sagan, uh, guys, you know, like I said, Ottinger, Ryan Suter. So let's take a listen to what some of these Stars players had to say about this team responding after a defeating, depressing loss to the Montreal Canadiens. I agree. You can only say that so much. Um, 
you know, we have to work harder. Um, when, you, when you're not scoring goals, you work harder and, and you, you get a little, little dirty. Um, you find ways to score. Uh, they don't have to be pretty goals. You just, you kind of will the puck into the net um, by bearing down. And, and that's what we need to focus on uh, moving forward is, you know, they're, they're not uh, going in easy for us right now. So just work harder and, um, you know, muck, muck it in and do whatever you have to do. If it, it doesn't have to be pretty goals, um, they just have to go in. I mean, they all hurt. Um, they're all opportunities, you know, wasted that uh, can come back and, you know, bite you at the end of the year. Um, you know, we lost to Ottawa a couple of times this year and now lost to Montreal. And, um, you know, hopefully this is just a blessing in disguise in a way that we have. We have no choice but to get our act straight on the road. Um, coming up, going on a long road trip here. Um, there's no excuses. I mean, we're getting down to not do or die, but, you know, the urgency has to be very high. Yeah, I mean, that's that's hockey and that's goaltending. I mean, it's not always going to be easy. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, I want to be a big part of this team and help this team win, and I, I know I can do that. And, um, you know, no matter what happens out there, I'm, I believe in myself, and I know I can help this team win. And, um you know, I'm just going to do everything in my power to, you know, do what I can do to, you know, get my game back to where it needs to be and then help this team win. Yeah, I, I think Ryan Suter, you know, and we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier in the first segment, but he makes a good point of, you know, as a team, it's important that the guys in the locker room don't dwell on this loss. Yes, it's a demoralizing loss. It's a suffocating kind of loss. But I mean, just in the world of sports, you have to continue moving forward and be on to the next one. You can't hang your head too low for too long. You got to learn from your mistakes and reflect on the mistakes that you made in your game in order to improve yourself and, you know, find a way to move forward. But ultimately you have to work harder. You have to continue to grind out every single day in practice in order to improve yourself and be better. And Tyler Sagan, you know, mentions that maybe this game is a blessing in disguise. Maybe this is what they need as a locker room. Maybe this is a turning point for this team, but I feel like we've said that so many other times uh, that loss to Nashville. I feel like at one point we said it was a turning point for this team. Uh, the win against Minnesota before the COVID hiatus, maybe we thought that was a good turning point. Maybe they needed another negative turning point like this. Uh, who, who's to say, you know, maybe maybe this game is what finally unites this locker room and turns them around. And maybe there's some other changes that get made. Maybe now John Klingberg does get dealt and some new guys, you know, emerge on the roster into the lineup. And I, it, it's all just kind of convoluted right now. But I think that it's so important that this Stars team continues to fight. Jake Gottinger mentioning, you know, he needs to, you know, believe in himself and, you know, continue to lean on the guys around him in the locker room. Really important for him to kind of get his mojo back. I was hoping this game against the Canadians would be a game where he gets his mojo back after the outing he had in Florida, but clearly kind of going through a slump right now. So uh, I think it's going to be really important for him to lean into the guys that he has in the locker room as far as defensemen and forwards, but also really lean into the help of Braden Holtby and even Ben Bishop. I know Bishop is still around this organization quite a bit and interacting with these guys pretty consistently. And so I think Jake really needs to, you know, take the counsel of the guys that he can. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I believe in Jake and I think this is, you know, we've seen too much good from him to think that he's just now going to become this weird middle of the pack kind of goalie. I, I think goalies in this league throughout all of time that the NHL has existed, go through tough, rough patches and cold stretches. And this is just one of those moments and it's coming at an unfortunate time. But I think it's going to be beneficial for him to have Holt be back now that he's back from COVID protocol. Certainly expect to be seeing him on Thursday whenever the Stars take on the Sabres. Going to be really interesting to see how that unfolds. And I'm really curious to see how this team responds, you know, coming out against a Buffalo team that's definitely, you know, not to the standard of some of the other teams that they've played as of late, your Florida's, your Tampa Bay's, even your St. Louis's teams like that. 
And so how is this Stars team going to play away from home against a supposed inferior opponent? Can they regroup and kind of pull themselves up together, pull themselves up by their bootstraps, if you will, or by their skate straps, if that's even a thing, uh, and, and find a way to, to you know, win for themselves? Because I think I, I still, again, don't necessarily buy into the fact that they're buying into what Coach Bonus is saying to them. But I, I think that these guys do like playing for each other. And there's really good chemistry on this team. A lot of the guys on this roster were in that cup run back in the Edmonton bubble in 2020. And so I don't think that they're just ready to roll over and die just simply for the sake of playing for each other and helping each other, you know, succeed here in the league and have a successful season as the Dallas stars as a whole. So I, I think we're going to figure out a lot about this team on the short trip. We say that all the time on this show, whenever this team hits the road or has a tough stretch of games coming up. But I think this week, especially going to be very, very telling as far as the trajectory of the stars season whether you know things are going to continue to trend downward or maybe if the stars can kind of catch a wave again and start going back up going to be really really interesting to see how it unfolds but that's going to do it for today's episode of locked on stars thank you guys again for making locked on stars your first listen of the day now go make your second listen of the day at the locked on bets podcast your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs hosted by your boy q with expert analysis and insight from lee sterling the locked on bets podcast is free and available wherever you get your podcast at just like the locked on stars podcast which if you are not already please do subscribe and follow the locked on stars podcast wherever you listen to your podcast at whether that's on youtube or your favorite podcasting platform uh, be sure to also find me and follow me on twitter at dane double underscore lewis that's at d-a-n-e two underscores L-E-W-I-S. You can also find the show on Twitter at Locked on Stars. Be sure to tune in tomorrow as we will give you a preview of this Stars-Sabers matchup. The first time seeing the Buffalo Sabres this season and the first time seeing them in quite a while because of the division realignments last year. Haven't seen our pals from Buffalo in quite some time, but we'll give you a full preview of that game on tomorrow's episode. We'll see you then, Stars fans. Hope you have a great day.